Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Born Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Braun, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? Chris, uh, I, come, I come bearing news. News from the research and development wing of the Cadbury's Corporation here in London. Oh, God. I have in my hands a <laughs> What's that? packet of chocolate that I uh, it's a whisper gold hazelnut flavor whisper gold they've they've re- they've returned to the well that brought you whisper gold which is kind of like a caramel kind of version of whisper that that adds a, a rather unwelcome slither of uh, sliver of um, of of caramel kind of just sugar what's a whisper? inside the what what's a whisper what's a whisper what do you whisper. mean what's a whisper w i s p a whisper well, I know that but like what's in the chocolate bar flavor the chocolate what? bar is just a very dense uh, kind of not honeycomb. A little, it's a very bubbly uh, chocolate. It's very easy to eat. It was a it was a classy little eat in the eighties, but they kind of fell out of favour. They tried to to do too, to be too many things to too many men, and they <laughs> and and they gave us the whisper gold, and it was just a little bit too much, a little bit too cloying, a little bit too sweet. Uh, and now they've returned to the same well, and they've brought us um, hazelnut flavour whisper gold. Now. I it's a Monday morning here. I'm having I'm having a, a coffee, uh, and I thought, you know what? I, lo- I looked Breakfast. at these in in the Tesco me- extra, and I was like, I don't need that in my life. I don't need that that to be the first thing that passes my lips on a Monday morning. But it's new, and it's got a new packet, and it says hazelnut where it used to say caramel. And yeah, I mean, I don't know why I did it, but I've done it, Chris, and I don't feel good about it to be quite frank because it wasn't very nice. And that was that your breakfast then? That's that it. was my breakfast, and then and, you and then I have came the audacity home. to lambast me every week over having a late evening coffee, and you're eating Chris. a fucking chocolate bar for your breakfast. Chris, uh, yeah, but I came and I started eating the hazelnut uh, whisper gold, and I turned on my rice cooker at the same time and went, "Yes, Peter, <laughs> you are healthy. Don't worry, Chris can't hurt you." <laughs> and he put the chocolate bar in the rice cooker and created a whole new cuisine. Yes. Rice, chocolate, chocolate rice. Well, I mean, oh. that's just like, it's just sweet rice, isn't it, I suppose? You can have like... Uh, it could work. You have like uh, kind of creamed rice and stuff, don't you? Oh, loading. 
I will. Well, I'm going back to the UK soon. I will not be stopping at your kitchen <laughs> if that's the sort of things I can expect. But yes, good news on two fronts uh, to both Pete and you guys. Actually, I don't know if it is good news, but it's for me. I'm going back to the UK for a few weeks for the first time Whoa. in 200 years. I've booked a ticket. It's going to happen. I'm kind of excited but nervous, but I'm coming back and I'm going to eat so much food that I'm going to kill myself probably over the period of three weeks that I'm back. But uh, yeah, books, done. Let's do it. Holy shit. You can hang out, Pete. You can see me. Yeah, lovely. Let's let's do stuff. Let's do some stuff. And now I've got a a car. We can actually travel places. Or I can anyway. Oh, dare I sit in your car? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get revenge for the time you got me fined by not. You were talking about something like a tree, and I was like, "Yeah, trees." And I wasn't paying attention to the road, and then I got done. Mm. I'm gonna enact some sort of revenge on your part. I'm gonna put my foot on your accelerator and put it down to the ground. But uh, I, uh, I'm looking forward to coming back, though. It's very exciting. I, I, I my favourite time of year in the UK is Christmas. I love Christmas mm. so much. I love Charles Dickens, pork pies, mince pies, mulled wine, mm. chocolate crisps, Santa Claus, give it to me all because we can't get it here. You can only get like tidbits of Christmas in Japan as I've always complained about. But uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it genuinely and obviously seeing friends and family. It's, uh, it's a big deal. So but I, I do want to, I do want to film like some Japan related videos while I'm in the UK. Um, so it's not going to be like a complete holiday, half holiday, mm half biscuits half roast dinners japan, and half work japan in japan in london what i mean we've got the embassy near the hard rock cafe i think there's an ons- i think there's an the first onsen uh, opened no. in it, i mean they call it an onsen it's literally just two wooden tubs outside near a lido that's that's all it is i was like that's that's oh, not dear. good that could be anyone's back garden I, yeah. I, it'd be cool like we, we can obviously hang out and uh, it'll be cool to like do a video where we try to make it look like we're in Japan but we're just in London <laughs> at various like Japanese restaurants I think there's a capsule hotel I read I don't know if it's still open probably not because I can't see that working very well in the UK to be honest um, but no <laughs> what's it's, our it's equivalent cool. what's our I'm trying to think what our equivalent of a of a love hotel is it's probably just Premier some in. kind of brothel some kind yeah. of bordello in Soho or something just down back of your a car. for half an hour yeah <laughs> exactly but uh, you know for any of our listeners who know the UK well whether you live there or not um, if you have any ideas on what you'd like to see Pete and I do whether Ooh. it's a restaurant or a place or a shop to go and investigate or poke around let us know um, drop us a line because I'm, I do want to do a few videos I also want to do a video like a little documentary about William Adams the one of the first foreign samurai who was a, a dude mm. from um, a town called Gillingham which is where my family's actually from in Kent and he sailed over to Japan it took him two years back in I believe the early 1600s and he befriended Tokugawa Ieyasu and became his like right-hand man and uh, one of the most powerful rulers in Japan of course and it's an incredible story and I'd love to tell it from like I'd like to start the documentary back in the UK where he started his journey and then rather than spending two years on a boat uh, I'll just fly in like 10 minutes and just just do the rest (laughs) just yeah in Japan a much quicker brave boy and, and then, and Re- then come reenact his route on a rubber dinghy. <laughs> He's, it's mental, this story. You've got to read it. It's called Samurai William. It's one of the best books I've ever read. And he got, they were trying to find a northern passage to Japan from the UK. And they were like, mm. we could do it. We'll go over the North Pole. And then they all died because they realized it was a stupid idea. So the next time 
William Adamson's friends went south and they went, um, they sailed across the Atlantic all the way down around South America. Um, mm. I think in Peru, they stopped the boat for a little bit. And William Adams, his brother, he got off the boat to go and look around on shore. And William Adams witnessed his own brother getting eaten alive by cannibals while he was still at sea through a, like a, a oh, periscope. Wow. Imagine that. And then they started with, Why I think, 200 men. Wait, I thought a periscope well, a boat, would be what a submarine uses. You're a telescope. Uh, I don't know, because periscopes allow you to look over things. I'm just You're saying. It just sounds like, just, I don't want to pick holes in your story, but it just sounds like, did you have to look over a high wall to see what's it? it? What's it called? What's the pirate telescope thing called? That's I a periscope. Eyeglass. And I thought, periscope. No, a periscope is the thing that you have in a... In a um, I thought a periscope was the one that you have in a submarine that goes up and over, and it's got two mirrors uh, in it, so you can look over stuff. They we'll were all the rage in the eighties. Let me finish my one. bloody story. This is an <laughs> epic tale, right? And William Adams, he went off with two hundred men. When he arrived in Japan, which he did, his crew had gone from like two hundred men to about five. They washed up in Japan, and they were like, <laughs> "Oh my god, what the fuck are you doing here?" They took him to Tokugawa Ieyasu. <laughs> Tokugawa Ieyasu, the ruler, the shogun of Japan, was like, "Kill them all." But then he was like, "Wait a minute! Before you die, build me a boat like the one you arrived in Japan on." And William oh. Adams, he built the boat. And Tokugawa Ieyasu was so impressed, he made him his right-hand man and like trusted confidant, and uh, he gave him some land and some slaves, and it was brilliant. And he all lived oh. happily ever after. And I'm going to turn that one-minute tale full of periscopes and cannibals into a documentary <laughs> lasting 20 minutes, and it's going to be a lot of fun because I've always wanted to do it. Did you look it up then? <laughs> Go on, put me out of my misery. What's a periscope? I was just a bit paranoid that I'd got the I'd got the ter- yeah it's, it's it's something that you know allows you to look over something uh, that you didn't need, but I don't know. But what's I, the one? I, it's not just a telescope. The one I don't a know, like an uses. eyeglass. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why is that different to a normal telescope. What does a pirate have that that we don't have? I don't know. But you know, one of those things. They, they, an eye eyeglass. We'll call it eyeglass. An eyeglass. But, uh, yeah. There we go. That's the first half of the good news. The other half is the studio's done, and there's a video, Mm. guys, that you can now watch of me bumbling through the studio uh, (laughs) with Natsuki, Connor Dog voice actor, and Pete Premier 2, the holy trinity of comedians. There's three people that probably make me laugh more than anyone, second only to (laughs) Pete Donaldson, of course. Of course, um, yes. It was a it, it was a it was a solid crew. What do you think of the um, the studio? Obviously, you've seen it in recent weeks on the podcast, Pete, because we talked face to face over yeah. a 1080p camera. But this was a, a full in depth <laughs> tour. What do you make of it? I mean, first things first. I'm fairly certain your MacBook does not have a 1080p camera. But Shut I mean, it's one of the 720p. 720. Be pedantic. 720, mate. Seven, look, Shut up. It's, a, it's about it's, accuracy, it's just... isn't it, mate? It's about accuracy. Um, no, I'll get my uh, 8K camera. It really, rig it up with HDMI. Really nice. I'll show you. <laughs> it was really nice to see uh, you got, like a proper look at it because I've only ever seen it through um, a little iPhone video. So it was really nice. I like this. There was a lovely shot where you were sort of. Um, you were taking sort of shots of, of of the street, and you could sort of see Pete in the background uh, behind uh, a stack of old CRT oh, monitors you have, and and and, and he was like that. clearly hooking up the NES that you tried to hook up last week, right? <laughs> he he hooked up the NES right, and um, mm. in the opening montage of that video, you can see it working the Super Mario mm. game on the NES. It's a beautiful thing, and then Pete went again, and he knocked it. <laughs> He knocked the NES, <laughs> and then we just could not get it working. He spent two hours oh, no. trying to fix it, and we just can't get 
Mario back on the CRT screen. So gutted. <laughs> and I, when, when Pete was like, I've done it, come and look. I was so happy. I was like, Pete, you're my favorite thing. And then an hour later, when he broke in it, I was like, Pete, I'm going to kill you. Get out of my face. Yeah. Get out of my studio. Chris, um, that, I, that's another, so I really enjoyed the video. I thought it was great. And I I, I could see, because obviously you're with two content creators, um, I could see they were very excited by it all, but they were also, there was a little bit, they were green with envy at the same time. I think, I think you really, because because I guess, it, it and, 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 and there's another thing I noticed, um, you had like a corner of the studio. It was just a lot of sweets. It's like a big sweet shop. How um, restrictive are you going to be? How kind of hard-ass are you going to be on people if they just start munching on the sweets? What's the rules with the sweets? That's what I want to know. The rule is, you touch my sweets, you die. I will kill you. <laughs> I've got a balcony. Because it looks too nice now. It looks got... too nice now. You need to, like those kind of old school, uh, is it Shoah? What was the era that we went to? What's the era yeah, we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Not Shoah. Sure. Shoah sure, yeah. era. I mean, um, yeah. Kind of sweets, like old kind of like cinema, uh, baseball kind of sweets you've mm. got in there. And uh, they look really old. Nothing looks new. And uh, you, you, it would, you know, you'd have to hunt around to replace them, unfortunately. <laughs> you, you would. Uh, do you know what it's called? It's called a Dagasia. Dagasia. Yeah, it's kind of like a cheap, guess, yeah. small-time candy store. Cheap sweets, typically right. kind of like associated with the sixes, classic one p mm. sweets. But uh, right, I was thinking about this. Obviously, people are going to sneak in, or when they're walking around, while I'm not looking, they're going to pinch my precious mm. 1960s sweets because they are edible. You can get them anywhere, but. After six months, this won't be an issue because all the food will be out of date and it'll, it'll be, be horrible. Date, yeah. And you won't want to open it. So, so you've and got, the joke you've got will to... be on them, won't it? When they open their sweets and they sneak out of my studio, I open their sweets and three tons of mold comes out all over their face. <laughs> and I'll have to laugh. A lot of them are laugh. A lot of them are old school kind of like rice crackers and stuff. I'm sure they probably last way after the apocalypse, way after <laughs> you you slip sh- off this um, mortal <laughs> coil. Unfortunately, so they'll be there. Very they'll true. be around. Very true. I, um, <laughs> but no, I'm still discovering things in the studio. Like while I was doing that tour, I discovered I have a piggy bank in the shop, and I opened. I what? tried to like shake the piggy bank and see if anything was in it, and there wasn't. So I was a bit disappointed. But uh, it's fun <laughs> just walking around, discovering things, and I'm still populating the store. Like I've just bought a Pac-Man arcade, which I I showed a, a little image of in the video, and uh, I'll show it to you now. Hmm. Little Pac-Man guy. No. <clears throat> so just a little. Oh, he's he's, he's fallen. He's fallen. I, uh, I don't know how, who I'm going to call. Ghostbusters. <laughs> too far away. I, I tried to yank it off the shelf, then I realised it was all plugged in. I nearly ripped off half this wall. So there'll be no, <laughs> no arcade games for you today. But I'm looking forward to showing you in person. <laughs> it it kind of needs to be seen in person to be believed. Actually, no, the video <laughs> doesn't justice. Believe. Check it out, though, guys. Um, it's called I Built a Ramen Shop in My Apartment. And. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a cool video. It's got just the opening was my favorite thing where I tried to prank viewers that I was like in a Shinjuku bar or something. <laughs> I, had a, I had a good friend, Marcus, keep walking behind me backwards and forwards to make it look like there was a pedestrian in the alleyway behind me. And he did a great it job. It looks spooky. So it looks really it spooky. It does a bit, but uh, check it out. We got a story this week from Paco uh, from Spain. He says, hello, Chris and Pete. My name's Paco uh, from Spain. I want to share with you a kind of crazy love story that was born thanks to a Chris video from a few years ago. Oh, that's going to be good. Uh, In this video, you you recommended using uh, language exchange apps to learn Japanese. So I installed Tandem and started chatting with some Japanese people with my Google Translate Japanese level. 
Then I met a very cheerful and friendly girl. We talked every day and we ended up sharing our contact details, started doing video calls and such. Soon it was obvious we might be into each other. And after a few months, I told her I found a cheap flight to Tokyo, so I might go there in a couple of weeks. <laughs> she worked in Sapporo, so it was kind of crazy for both of us, but she said she wanted to meet me too. She could only take a few days off to fly to Tokyo, which was enough for me. After my 21-hour trip, I arrived in Tokyo to meet her. It's a crazy feeling to like someone on the phone and then meet them, as it's a completely unknown person who you're supposed to like. Anyway, we had some fun walking around, but when we went back to the hotel, I suddenly started feeling terrible. I, I had the worst food poisoning ever, and my stomach went beast mode when I had a 39-degree fever. I thought that I was probably the most unlucky person on earth. After so much time wanting to meet her and have fun, I couldn't even move. We were checking if there were any hospitals around, but before that, she grabbed her coat and rushed outside. It was late at night, but she managed to find a drugstore and brought a bunch of liquids and stuff that could help me get through. Um, I drank a bunch of this medicine and fell asleep. After a couple of hours, miraculously, my fever was gone and I was feeling much better. I took a few days to fully recover, but we were able to do some light tourism around. It was a horrible experience at the moment, but the way she took care of me made me realise that she was an angel. And I oh. kokuhakud the next day, aka told her how much I liked her. Uh, we'll be two years together in a couple of weeks. So that's why I sent you this email today. We'll be very happy if you could share this story with everyone right now because of the closed board. We've only met once more in March 2020. But when we meet again, we're planning to marry and live together. Thank you, guys. And uh, thank you, Chris, for uploading that old video. Keep it up. Paco from Spain, man of romance. Isn't that beautiful, oh, Pete? Isn't that magical? That Get is my tissues beautiful. out. I'm gonna, it's going to wipe my nose. <laughs> you just, just blow your nose for crying out loud. Just blow my nose. Um, but that's that, that, a beautiful that's story. Really lovely. Yeah, and, and, and the the fact that they've not been able to sort of see each other very very often, they're sort of doing the distance thing. Um, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder and all that think, stuff. Do you think it was actually like a secret product placement by someone working at the company Tandem? And they were like, oh, yes, do you reckon? Yeah, t- yeah probably. <laughs> I hope Have so. we been absolutely no, I- done? Have we been done up like kippers? <laughs> that would be so funny because I, I, I know I promoted Tandem. Um, I promoted Hello Talk. Yeah, they're all the same, just right. these apps. I, I used to use Hello Talk um, to learn Japanese. So basically, it's this app where, you know, it hooks you up with someone. You know, it, it's mm. not supposed to be a dating app by any measure. You, you talk to uh, Japanese people or anyone around the world, whoever you want to learn the language from. And, you know, you meet a lot, you talk to a lot of interesting characters, but the conversation would run dry after uh, like a few hours, basically. But uh, yeah, I, I do recommend trying it out, though. It's quite a fun way to practice a language, whether it's Tandem mm. or Hello Talk. Um, yeah. I want to know, though, Paco, if you're listening to this, Paco, please let us know. Are you a real person or are you a very clever? Inge- and to be fair, if you've done this as a sponsorship, you're a genius. Because this is exactly what I would do. <laughs> but uh, if it's a real story, though, beautiful. And I hope when you come to Japan next year that uh, you have a wonderful time together. I imagine it's been a very, felt like a very long kind of few years waiting, right? Have you ever yeah. had to wait like that, Pete, to meet someone that wasn't No, um, because because I don't think any relationship I've ever had would uh, withstand distance. <laughs> I just need to what be is that? reminding them every day that I do have good points instead of bad points. <laughs> they need to They need to know. Uh, you know, they're already very aware of my foibles, but they also need to be reminded that, you know, I make a nice cup of tea every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> Take, I mean, I've, I've done a few long distance relationships and it takes 
a lot of effort. The only good thing is you can just put it in your pocket and just, you know, it's all on your phone, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah. But <laughs> it's uh, pros and cons, pros and cons. But uh, I hope it goes well for you, Packer. It's a, a wonderful story. I'd like, to, I'd like some more dating stories. They're always my favorite to read. I feel like there's a short film in there somewhere. We've got a story this week. Um, it's not very interesting, though. Do you want to read it, Pete? It's, it's not very interesting. <laughs> it's rubbish. Where does that come from? Rubbish story. What do you mean it's rubbish? It's, I, well, I, it's the sort of thing it. that I always I always find it very interesting. But like, uh, in the Far East, um, and certainly like in places like China and Taiwan, you, you kind of see a lot of like bootleg, hooky stuff, and uh, you know you know um, characters that have been um, misappropriated, reappropriated elsewhere on an indie kind of uh, level, um, and uh, and I never understand how everyone gets away with it in japan though they're a little bit more on it they're very careful about how different ips are used to a certain extent but um in november the 9th on november the 9th so you know last week uh, charges were officially filed against a 34 year old woman living in tokyo's shibuya district in uh, 2019 the woman began making and selling cakes decorated with uh, chocolate pen drawings of the cast of demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba um, and she basically ran this business through her Instagram account and um, customers would send her images of what they wanted on the cake uh, and the prices would range between you know 13,000 um, uh, yen to 15,000 yen and she sold hundreds of these Demon Slayer cakes in this manner uh, and her estimates uh, estimated earnings uh, apparently headed north of um, 6.5 million yen so what's that? That's, uh, a, lot. that's a lot that's, of money. Uh, that's 60 thousand dollars or about 40 exactly so sixty thousand dollars that's amazing um okay, that's quite and so <laughs> i was too amazing. judgmental with this story it's just the title yeah. it's a bit rubbish but now now there's money involved it's quite interesting continue please. continue <laughs> so most most anime publishers aren't that bothered about um fan art as long as it's kind of producing small batches and it's a bit of a cottage industry you know you don't really make mm, that much mm. money out of it but it starts to get a little bit more interesting when you see a woman making 60k a year <laughs> on basically infringing uh, infringing uh, infringing ip and stuff like that and, and she was continuing this enterprise through the internet uh, and she basically said uh, she basically said that she uh, quite uh, cynically used these characters on the cakes because her own characters or characters that weren't uh, you know big anime stars uh, just didn't sell the cakes apparently <laughs> Uh, and so if she was just if she was just sort of making the cakes and putting them online for amusement uh, it would have been fine but because she was selling it the demon slayer people have have got in touch and said let's stop this shall we but but she's she's getting getting caught by selling a few cakes with some hooky characters on the front (laughs) it's i mean it's i don't know how to feel about this really on one hand i think you know a lot of the companies in japan they go they come down hard don't they remember the whole kind of issues where you couldn't use like a Mario soundtrack. You couldn't play Mario games like Twitch and whatnot because of mm. copyright issues. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I was a bit more sympathetic to when Nintendo cracked down on the Mario Kart, the the, the sort of um, the little carts you could drive around Tokyo yeah. and run people over, which became really popular mm. with tourists because who wouldn't want to do Mario Kart in Shibuya uh, until some some foreigners mounted the curb and ran over some people dressed as Mario characters and dressed yeah. in a Mario cart, like in an actual cart. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I kind of got Nintendo's point there. That could be quite bad. But uh, for something like this, I don't know how I feel, really. I don't know how I feel. I think she needs to, I think, you know, maybe her cakes, are they good? <laughs> are they good? I don't are know. They good? 
It's a bit it's a bit of a cheap tactic, isn't it? Oh, my cakes are rubbish. I'll just paint a famous character on them. You know, I could yeah, make a cake, it's... bake a cake and paint Kimetsu no Yaiba characters on it and make lots of money. And I probably will now. But to a, yeah, but, but could not, you though? Not... That's the point. It's, it's got to be done properly, hasn't it? And you can have a crack I've at got... it, I'm sure. In and my studio, Pete. In my studio, I've got a kitchen, and on that kitchen, oh. I've got a grill, and on that gas-powered <laughs> grill, grill Lovely. it doesn't work because I haven't paid the gas bill. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, it's um, it's interesting. These, um, you know, it's not legally protected in Japan. It's sort of benevolently tolerated by rights holders, mm. and uh, it's okay if you do it in small amounts. I think if she'd sort of stopped at the twenty thousand dollar mark of sales, they might have been like, "Yeah, I'll let it go." But at that point, I can I can understand it. I can understand it. Mm. Um, it's, it it's doesn't apparently seem... something called the the dodging cord. Dodging cord. Basically, um, you can kind of flirt with derivative works of anime because uh, fan art isn't well, isn't legally isn't legally protected. But they are. And it's fucking edible, isn't it? So to speak. You're destroying it's the edible. Art. Where's it's the yeah, Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? Right. I mean, look. If you're a big company and you've got you know millions of pounds, if someone bought a cake that had your actual uh, you know, your IP on the top and you got sick or whatever, that's effectively, you know, your, you know, th- th- that's seen as your product almost, isn't it? So you, you kind of have to, IP holders, people sort of complain about pe- people like uh, Nintendo and Rockstar going after the smallest cottage kind of indie developers who are, you know, playing with the, with the IP a little bit. Um, the, the, it's not about those smaller developers. And I've said it before with like, um, say we, we've had to a couple of times had to sort of, you know, not give cease and desist so, but like we've got quite a big, uh, com- uh, big company called uh, the Football Ramble, a big podcast called the Football Ramble. Never now, heard of it. That's that's never <laughs> heard of it. It's a football podcast. Um, but we, uh, when someone sort of set up other podcasts called literally the Football Ramble, we have no. to sort of go. Oh, we have to go. That. You can't do that because if if it, it, to to hold your own copyright means that you have to defend it against everything, the biggest players and the smallest players. So if a TV company made a show called the Football Ramble, we would have no recourse if we didn't if we hadn't protected it or hadn't gone after um, a smaller uh, person who you know is just you know setting up a Twitter page called the Football Ramble. You have to um, unfortunately defend your rights against the biggest and the smallest because if you don't defend against the smallest you can't defend yourself against the biggest I think that's how it works with copyright anyway um, but but certainly that's uh, that, that's certainly how it's been explained to us by our our lawyers and, and legal team and stuff like that so it's 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 difficult I understand it uh, but you know you, you, you can't be drawing ra- random characters that you don't know the IP on how, even if it is just a cake here and there my main takeaway from this is I'm going to start selling football ramble cakes and I'm going to profit yeah. from the football ramble and well, yeah, one, of the few pe- one of the few people we wouldn't want to legally uh, take on because you're clearly uh, in, in covered in filthy lucre with your new set. <laughs> I, I'm going to set my own podcast called The Football Ramble and it's going to be the worst possible opinions on football because I don't I, yes. I, I, The only thing I know about football is there's a man called David Beckham and mm. he used to play football and that's it. And it'll be really crap takes on football. Coming soon. Right. Okay, but cool. I am sympathetic. I'm sympathetic to the woman slightly. Don't go and make abroad in Japan cakes. Or if you do, give me some of the money. Um, that's the, that's money. the main take it's from this. That. That's the main that's take negotiation. Off. That's it. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Your stories and questions to the fax machine in just a moment. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Flo Lloyd-Hughes. I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. And I'm Chloe Morgan. Join us every week on our brand new show, Upfront on Football Ramble Presents. We'll get stuck into the biggest stories in women's football every Tuesday from the latest in the WSL. Gareth Taylor said, oh, well, actually, we were playing 3-4-3 and we moved to 4-3-3. If you look at any of the footage, if you look at the way the players played in that first half, there were four players playing at the back. That sort of comment speaks of a manager who doesn't quite know what they're doing. To how the Lionesses are shaping up ahead of a home Euros next summer. For me, I would pick Lee Williamson. I would just go for it now. For a younger age captain, you've got some big tournaments coming up. I think a lot of players think she's got a really great mentality, gets on with a lot of people. For me, she's a born leader, and I think she will be England captain at some point. And what it's really like being a player in women's football today. From my own experiences of, of being in a situation like that, I mean, you know, when we got promoted uh, when I was with Spurs, that was phenomenal. I was, you know, first choice keeper. You know, then you go into the WSL for our first season and all I wanted to do was get WSL experience. Join us every Tuesday for Upfront. Search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app. Subscribe now. Football Ramble Presents is a stack production. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? We've got a message from the immigrated uh, Dutchman. Hello, immigrated Dutchman. Today, Chris and Pace, due to the privacy policy, I would like to be mentioned as the immigrated Dutchman. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, I am a university student at the end of my bachelor's. I am planning to go to Japan in Tokyo for two weeks in the upcoming summer vacation. I wondered if there are some things to worry about in Tokyo, as, for example, spike drinks or overpriced drinks. Keep it the good work, or as they uh, say in Dutch, work zee. Uh, kind of regards the immigrated uh, Dutchman. You hear stories all the time, Chris, but I've never experienced it, to be quite frank. 
Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who I won't name, who did have his drink spiked uh, recently, mm. or, or uh, about a year ago, I think, in Tokyo. It does happen. We've had some horror stories, haven't we, over the years on the podcast. Mm. And I would recommend you, immigrant, immigrated Dutchman, <laughs> immigrated <laughs> Dutchman, I would recommend you go back and listen to an episode. I think it was about a year ago, a year and a half. We talked about it in detail. We'd read out a lot of scams. Um, I think the episode was called like Four Scams to Avoid in Tokyo. And we hit them yeah. head on. We had like uh, the worst one, of course, is the people that lure you into Shinjuku and Rapungi bars, give you a free mm. drink laced with something and then obliterate your credit card. We had a scam where someone would walk up to you in the street and hand you a flag of Japan and you'd go, oh, that's a nice flag. And they'd go, yes, mm. now give me $50. And it was it was less a scam, more a seriously annoying inconvenience. Um, but you know, <laughs> check that episode out. For the most part, though, Japan is fine. The only scams you'll get are spiked drinks, dodgy flags, and people that come up to you being really nice who actually want to just induct you into some sort of weird cult, um, mm. which you've also talked about on that same episode. But I'd go and recommend checking that out because <laughs> we talked about it in detail. We've got one here from Ryan. It says, hello, Christ and Pete. I don't know if it was an honest mistake or if he genuinely believes that I'm Christ reincarnate. We'll never know. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm a university student in Massachusetts <laughs> in the US with a double major in computer science and Japanese. It's long been my dream to work in Japan with the field of computer science. However, a little while back, I was discussing my plans with my doctor and he mentioned there are several vaccines required before going to Japan. I was shocked by this. <gasps> and this was, I was wondering, Chris, if you'd had to go through something similar from the UK to Japan. Aside from the obvious COVID-19 vaccine, are there any others you need before going to Japan? Are there some native uh, diseases to Japan that you, have ne- you never have to worry about in the UK? Um, thank you so much for this, guys. All the best, Ryan. Um, yes, there was, is it encephalitis and typhoid? I think of the vaccines that I took uh, before I got on the JET program because I was living in mm. Japan long-term. They're very rare. If you get encephalitis, it can be quite deadly, and um, it can kill. It can ruin your brain, basically, and cause uh, a lot of, of damage to your brain. But um, that sounds that sounds very bad, actually. Get the vaccine. I um, I got it because I was going to live here, basically. But a, a good friend Ooh. of mine who's coming over, the editor of Abroad in Japan, um, Dave, he came over here about two years ago now, and. He was coming over only for like a week or two, and he was terrified when he read about the vaccines. He was like, "Oh gosh, should I get it? Should I not?" I was like, "Nah, don't worry about <laughs> they, um, it. Ain't gonna happen." They, they do sort of. They, they and then he got it. And he died. I had, yeah. I had, I had a few. No, I'd only had a few because I was I'd, I'd done a bit of work in Africa a couple of times, but um, so I was kind of squared away. But I, truly, if you're just going to be spending a few days in Tokyo and Osaka and Kyoto and Hiroshima and stuff, like it's 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 very much for people who live in sort sort of more rural climes who are you know going to be chancing their arms in the, in the rice fields and stuff like it's, yeah. it's very much um i think there was a, there was a case of like yellow fever in the closer yogi park for a little while they're pretty on it in, fever, in metropolitan think, yeah. areas they're they're very on it when it comes to closing stuff down if uh if certain diseases have been found unfortunately so mm, or rather mm, fortunately so uh, you, think, you don't need you, to worry really yeah exactly coming for a few weeks don't worry about it too much coming here to live and work then i would recommend getting it because mm. it's just worth having it's just worth having yeah uh, we've got one here from jack over to you, Pete. You've got a very long opening to this one. Good luck. Greetings, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Chris. Uh, it's uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Chris and Peter Piper, Peter Peck of Pickle Pe- Pete. Uh, my name is Jack, <laughs> and I'm writing from Wa- Maui in Hawaii, and I'm headed to Japan next year in March. Hooray! And to be honest with you, 
I have not a bloody clue what to pack and bring. Knowing Chris has some alt experience, and from what I can tell, Pete frequents the country uh, with that knowledge prefaced. What would you recommend I throw in your luggage? Big fan of the podcast and the YouTube channel. Keep up the good work. Jack, is there anything that you would insist on when it comes to coming to Japan? I'm th- I don't think there's anything we could possibly have that isn't available out there apart from deodorant and good hairspray. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Just bring credit cards and dreams. That's the only thing you need when coming to Japan. <laughs> uh, you could you, you could come with just a wallet and a and and that's it and and win. Like I know you get your mobile phone from like the airport or something, Pete. Or you order it in advance, mm. don't you? Before coming in, yeah. That's the only thing you need. SIM card or the Wi-Fi. If you've got an unlock, yeah, an unlock phones a pretty pretty decent thing now because you can just bang your bang mm. a new SIM in there if you want. Well, honestly, that's that's it, Jack. And. Uh, mm. You know, if you're coming here for like a week or two holiday, I'd try and book your accommodation in advance because it can get a little bit busy, can get filled up yeah. um, quite badly. Um, mm. But honestly, that's pretty much it. I, you know, you can get everything in Japan. Um, but yeah, that's that's the honest answer. What do you bring, Pete? What do you bring? <laughs> Nothing really, just clothes um, and suits and no, swanky coloured really. clothes. Couple of suits, couple of a bit of clothing, football kits. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm pretty. There's nothing. I'm a bit of a light traveller at the best of times, so I don't necessarily over. And especially if you're sort of travelling around quite a lot, which people are want to do in Japan, it's it's it it, it is a false economy bringing all that stuff because you're just going to have to bloody carry it. So travel light. You can buy everything in Japan that you can buy over here. And to be honest, some of my favourite days are those days where I'm like, I need to get some hairspray. That will be my quest. <laughs> walking around a uh, walking around the, uh, the 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 medicine shop, just trying to find some bloody hairspray or something. It, it, it's, it, I quite like that sort of little question. I got to do this, got to do that, got to get this, got to get that. It's uh, yeah. I mean, if I mean, bring medicine if you if you've got long term illness, <laughs> bring that. But other, everything other than that, I think you're absolutely fine. Beautiful. <laughs> Just bring enough money mm. to buy uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba cupcake and Kicks, uh, yeah. <laughs> you get to go Jack to be honest you get to go keep the stories Lovely. questions comments coming in to Born Japan podcast at gmail.com if you haven't yet seen the studio tour video go and check it out on the YouTube uh, we'll be back later in the week to all over again but for now guys no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world have yourself a great weekend and we'll see you on Wednesday let's do it all over again on the Born Japan podcast bye for now in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 